John, you been drinking? No. All right. Uh, just relax, man. License and registration. It's on the steering wheel. What's going on? Oh, shit. Hurricane didn't realize it was you. Yeah, it's me. What's going on, Theo? We're looking for two Negroes in a white car. Any two will do? Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. I'm your host, Peter. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and we discover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are doing an older movie. And joining me on this review is Brent from the Home Video Hustle podcast. How you doing, Brent? I'm good. How you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty excited to have you here. Um, you've been on my other show, We Got Five, and it, uh, it's been mm-hmm. it's been a long time coming here because uh, your you know your show is also movie based. So uh, for listeners that maybe have not checked you guys out, can you talk about what you and PJ do at Home Video Hustle? Uh, over at Home Video Hustle, we try to talk about movies, but a lot of times we don't. Because we get sidetracked with other stuff. So we might talk about wrestling. We might talk about music. We might talk about video games. We might talk about just telling stories from like past events in our lives. That's when a lot of people tell us, they like, we love to hear y'all talk about the movies, but we like the stories more. So we started doing that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, that's what I have found doing this for uh, a few years now is that uh, people do enjoy a little bit of the, um, you know, w- when the hosts get a little personable you know that you mm-hmm. know people can, can relate or just get to know the host a little bit better and you know, when i started off doing the show it was actually a father and son podcast i did it with my son who was mm. then 13 you know he's 17 now and one of the things uh i remember a listener told me kind of early on they would like to hear a little bit more about us like while we talk rather than like just straight up about the movie you know mm-hmm. so but uh you know he's no longer the the uh, co-host he hops in like you know a couple times a year but hoping to get him back on here. Uh, but for your guys' show, um, I thought it's not so recent, but one of my uh, favorites was the uh, Tales from the Hood. Oh, yeah. Not so much <laughs> because of the movie, but it was PJ's first time, right? It was his first time in a long time, but he had, that's one he actually has seen before. <laughs> okay, because in there you guys share a lot of insight, you know, to other uh, things that were happening uh, in some of those segments. Because you know, it's kind of like yeah. Tales from the Crypt. You got a bunch of different stories, um, but I, I enjoyed, you know, the things that you guys had to say, being uh, men of color, uh, and yeah. also some of the things, you know, the issues and topics that are still relevant to this day. Which kind of mm-hmm. leads us to uh, the movie that we're going to discuss, uh, the, the Hurricane. But before we get into that movie review, uh, I do a thing where I take a look back when this movie released and talk about some of the other movies and number one song at the time. So this movie came out December 29th, 1999. Uh, so we're, we're just a little under 20 years. But this is the only movie that came out on the 29th. So a few days before, on Christmas of 99, you had a Talented Mr. Ripley, a Galaxy Quest, and another boxing mm. movie, Play It to the Bone. I think that one had like Woody Harrelson and Antonio Banderas. Uh, I never checked it out, but I do remember it was a thing. I never heard of that one. No, none of those? What about Galaxy Quest? Galaxy Quest is the only one I've seen out of all the ones you made. <laughs> yeah, but those were the the big ones. Talented Mr. Ripley came in. Uh, let me see. It it opened up with like twelve million. You know, oh, so damn. so it did okay. It's got like Matt Damon, Seymour, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, 
uh, Jude Law, stuff like that. Oh, so, okay. You know, it, it had a pretty big cast. Uh, the number one song at the time of this movie's release was Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Oh, okay. Not too familiar with that one. It sounds familiar, though. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's when Santana came out and he was working with like a bunch of pop artists. You know, Rob Thomas, uh, uh, Michelle Branch, he did a song with. Oh, and also mm. he did uh, Maria Maria. You know, I, for, I forget the, the guys' names, but uh, yeah. uh, DJ Khaled just uh, sampled it recently. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's the one with uh, Rihanna. Yeah, the the title escapes me, but DJ Khaled, yeah. yeah, he just he just sampled it and um didn't change too much actually, kind of kind of the same beat. But the hurricane is is this one that you've uh, ever seen before? I had never seen this before. That's uh, PJ's beef with me all the time. Is that Denzel Washington is one of his favorite actors, and I've only seen probably like three Denzel movies before. Which ones? Out of curiosity, <laughs> Training Day, No Better Blues. <laughs> And uh, Malcolm X, that was it. Okay, okay. Uh, you you never seen like Inside Man? Nope. Oh, that's a good one too. That that's one. Uh, I think I feel like that's a Spike Lee joint. Inside it is. Man. I think so. Yeah. So um, that was actually pretty good. It, it has a uh, uh, Chibotel, Chibotel Ojiofor. Uh, so I have no idea how to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. He. I think he's also in there. Um, it's a good cast. You know, it's a, it's kind of a. Uh, not really a bank heist, but there is a bank heist. I think it's more of like trying to solve like who broke in and stuff like that. But oh, um, okay. Denzel is one of my favorite actors. And on We Got Five, the the show that you were a guest on, not mm-hmm. that episode, but Devin and I, we actually did a uh, top five Denzel movies. So if any of the listeners are interested, I'll uh, drop a link in the show notes so you guys can check that out. Um, again, uh, We Got Five, Denzel episode or Den- Denzel movies. So for me, this movie, uh, it came out around the time I was working at the movie theater. You know, 1999 was actually a pretty big year because you had Phantom Menace in the theater, mm-hmm. right? So it had been like 20 <laughs> some odd years before uh, since the Star Wars movie had came out. But, um, you know, I would clean the theaters and this movie would play and that uh, Bob Dylan song, you know, it's at the very end of the movie and it always just kind of played. So this movie was actually one of my favorites when it came out. Um, oh. Before doing the Denzel episode, I had to rewatch it to make sure, you know, I gave it its fair due to kind of rank Denzel's movies and uh, yeah. kind of spoil it. I won't say where it is, but it definitely made top five still. Oh, um, okay. So what's your initial thought of this movie, having seen it for the first time? When I f- saw it for the first time, I, l- I did like it. Honestly, I'm not a big like fan always of like the the, motor, the, the inspirational like drama type movies. And that's why right. I haven't seen a lot of them. But I actually did like this one. I had to call PJ and tell him, like, yeah, I liked it. Because he was worried about it. <laughs> He's like, if you don't like it, man, let me know. So I can tell you why you're wrong. So I was like, I liked it. It's all good. <laughs> Only thing I, I would say about it is that toward the end, because I'm not into big court dramas and all that either, just like the court still started to drag slightly. Just very slightly for me. Like, like, been, like uh, maybe... in the courts or when they were actually working on the case? Both. Both. Okay. Okay. I can so see that. This movie is long. It's like almost two and a half yeah. hours. It, you know, I should I should have warned mm-hmm. you, but uh, it is a long movie. They definitely could trim <laughs> some things down. Um, yeah, I did a little bit of reading, but apparently, not only is it based on a book, but based on two books. Two of them, yeah. Two of them, <laughs> yeah. Because two of the guys that were part of the team that helped him out, they went on to write, you know, from their point of view as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
let's let's start with the hurricane as demand. Um, well, I, I guess before we even get to that, just briefly what this movie is about uh, for you for those that haven't seen it in a while. Denzel Washington plays uh, Ruben, the Hurricane Carter. He's a former middleweight boxer who was wrongly convicted for a triple murder um, in Patterson, New Jersey, back in 1962. I feel something like that. 64, 65, something maybe. Well, it the the movie does focus between sixty six and eighty five, so mm. it was it was probably like right there, early to mid sixties, um, you know. So he spends like nearly twenty years in prison, and then I guess fate, if you want to call it that, this a uh, teenager, underprivileged teenager from Brooklyn, he finds Ruben's book and you know reads his uh, basically his story. Ultimately, becomes friends with him by writing to him in prison, and so. What I like about the story is you got these two different stories. You got Lesra, the, the the teenager, and also Ruben, you know. And I don't know, let, let, me, let me get your thought on the the two different stories going on at the same time, you know, where, where you got uh, basically an actual biopic of Ruben's story and then also this, this other kid who ultimately helps him uh, get freed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I, I kind of like how they did that because you could tell it was like you said, based off two different books, basically, and you got one one book and one book playing against each other. So I kind of like right. how they did okay. it. But um, I was definitely more interested in the Denzel part than the Lesser part. Because it would be times during the Lesser part, I kind of you know might check my phone or something. It was still interesting though. But sometimes it was just like, all right, I get it, I get it. Come on, come on. Like you yeah. said, it's like almost two and a half hours. It's like I get it. Come on, move this on. But any part with Denzel though, I was interested in all that. Yeah, I I did read that. Um, I don't know if it was the writer, but at one point the idea was to maybe make it a miniseries, just because mm. there's so much uh, of the story. But um, I think it would have been interesting if if they actually had split, you know, the, those two stories into two different movies, you know, mm-hmm. um, which would be kind of weird because I don't feel like that's something that people do. What they do more so of is when they do release like two different movies that are kind of similar you know yeah. uh, but maybe one could have been like a tv movie one you know just focus on uh Ru- rubens you know uh fight you know for freedom um one of the things that i didn't know about actually uh until i started reading up on this a little bit for our review is that um this movie to me i i do enjoy it i know it's highly uh you know, uh, dramatized, but I, I guess a lot of things were like changed to make it yeah. more of an interesting story. How do you feel about that? I wasn't surprised by it. After the movie, I, did, I looked up the IMDb and it was a whole bunch of stuff. They said, oh, this was changed or this person's name was you no know, changed or this person was made for the movie and all that. But with these type of movies, I always expect that because I know everything's not true. That's why it's always one of those things that irks me when it says like based on a true story. Right. Like when it says inspired by true stories, like, all right, but it was based on true stories. Like, nah, man, I know you're lying. Especially right. with like horror movies and stuff, I hate that. Like, you know, it ain't based on a true story. Stop lying to me right now. Oh, like Conjuring and Insidious. Yeah. Like, oh man, that's yeah, man. I ain't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I they all lying. <laughs> yeah, I. Some of the things I read, there there wasn't a whole lot of changes. I mean, they they wanted to tell an interesting story, right? Yeah. So so I, I so I get that, you know, and I understand some of those changes. But there's a couple that kind of like rub me the wrong way, like. He was in prison for 20 years, but I guess at one point he was free for like four, you know? Yep. So I was like, okay, so there was actually a break. So that, I go, that, that actually takes away from the story a little bit. So I, now, now I understand, you know, mm-hmm. uh, why some people, they were like, okay, no, you, uh, they were kind of shitting on it, 
shouldn't on the movie just because of like some of those um changes also the fight depicted in the movie i want to give uh the man you know uh credit here former middleweight world champion joey Gar- gardello giardello i don't know man the, sound right yeah <laughs> but anyway there, there's a fight uh, depicted in the movie where uh ruben wins and it almost looks like it's unanimous but then the judges call it in joey's favor and yeah. so the the uh the boxer himself sued the film you know for basically saying that he was like an incompetent fighter and you know that <laughs> it was like racially charged and stuff that mm-hmm. um and that's one of the themes about this movie too they really paint this like ruben just he was always you know uh bad timing for everything you know and yeah. just for being black too that that's why he was always uh having run-ins so one thing that did match up and i was a little concerned that this was maybe made up for the for the movie but he did stab a man you know when he was like 11 they didn't say what it was about so mm-hmm. you know uh they do show that in the, in this movie as well so throughout his life um he's kind of been I guess, kind of targeted by uh, this cop who's played by Dan Hedaya. Um, He plays, I don't know, Detective Sergeant Della Pesca. Uh, What do you think about that, I don't know, lack of a better word, relationship between him and Ruben throughout the span of this 20 years? Or actually, I guess more, you know, going back to Mm -hmm. his youth. I can say homeboy definitely played his part good because I can say I hated him when he was on screen. <laughs> yes, I felt I felt that that black rage inside coming out a little bit. <laughs> I, I yelled at the TV a few times. I won't lie, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I can I can see that being a real thing, especially from him being young and the time he grew up in, holding grudges on people. He's like, oh, I got him in jail. He got out. Also, now I got to find a way to get him back in. I I've heard stories about that with people I know where they got no. There used to be. Oh, fuck it. I'll talk about it. I don't care. There used to be a cop around where I stay, and they called him Batman. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. And they would talk about how he would, like, come and basically harass people. Every time you go to the bar or something, he would pop up, and he would just harass people. And they basically, anytime he came around, somebody was getting arrested. So I, there's really dudes out there like that. So when I seen it, I just was like, yeah, I, I believed all that. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the scene um, that kind of got me heated was uh, – is when the Canadians, you know, that's what they're called, this trio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh, Lisa Peters, who actually goes on to, I think, I think her and Ruben Carter, uh, they, I think they actually got married or something. Like oh, they, shit. Ho- they hooked up. They they hooked up, and you know, I don't they know like how long they were going to. Yeah, he, he held her <laughs> hand. I think that was a little nod that they were an item at one point, but I, mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Um, but Lisa, Sam, and Terry. Sam and Terry are the ones who go on to write the second book. Um, mm. But anyway, they, there's a scene with that uh, uh, Della Pesca. He confronts them. It's like, you know, you, you don't belong here. You're in. He's throwing the F-bombs. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. this, this guy's got some hate. And oh, yeah. that's another thing about this movie, too. I thought it had a lot of great dialogue, like a, a lot of great lines. Um, were there any some lines that kind of stuck out to you that you recall? Honestly, none I can remember off the top of my head, but it did have a couple lines. I was like, ah, oh, okay, I can see you right there. <laughs> I th- there was one point where um, Lesra he's reading this book and he's like, man, we 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 gotta free him, you know, we gotta we gotta write Ruben and we gotta help him get out. And then they're like, was it? Uh, well, he he was convicted twice, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever. And I forgot what they said, but Lesra's response was like, well, not every black man is a murderer, you know. Oh like, yeah, bars, I did like that one. Yeah, mic drop. That was a good one. <laughs> then there was a couple of ones like that too. Um, 
there's there's one where you know again they do focus a lot of uh, a lot of time with Ruben in prison and like his mental state and and all of that and uh, one thing I did read about him as a boxer his uh, reputation was like he had this aggressive style of fighting and very powerful punches usually resulting in some of his knockouts like in, in the first couple rounds and mm-hmm. um He's imprisoned, and you see him. You know he's t- he's really psyching himself up. And at one point, I think this is uh, Denzel's narrating, right? So because Lesra is reading his book, there, there's mm-hmm. a point in the book um, that Ruben he says uh, he hated everything. You know, smoking, uh, TV, whatever. He, he's like uh, uh, he didn't speak English. He only spoke hatred. You know, so <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of good lines um, uh, in this movie. I can't remember exactly any lines from that scene, but there's the part where he's like in the solitary confinement. And he's basically talking to himself back and forth. There was a lot of lines I like liked. Three in that of them. It was like three Denzels. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I forget what he was saying, but it was a couple of them I was I was laughing at that part too. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite line, and I, I probably opened up the episode with it, was when the, they get pulled over the first time. Um, mm-hmm. Ruben and the the driver. Oh, yeah. The cop's like, oh, Ruben, I didn't know that was you. You know, we're just looking for, you know, two colored fellas, you know, in a white car. He goes, uh, any two would any do. Any two would do. <laughs> yeah. I think that was, I watched the trailer. I think that was in the trailer, too. Oh, is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's uh, how relevant is this story, you know, even mm-hmm. for this, you know, for today in 2018 right. now? It's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, now, did you, like, his case... I don't know if it was actually a big secret. I, I feel we as the audience probably had an idea it was that cop. You know, I think they mm-hmm. called him like a like a bulldog in a trench coat. <laughs> was there anything so surprising? I mean, obviously, we do get some more. Like, I, I, I did enjoy when they were working on the case, like, in their present time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was like mid-80s by that point. You know, this is before they go before a federal judge. But from this movie, we learned that uh, Detective Pesca... He, there were two other gentlemen who he recorded on tape trying to get them to say that, yeah, it was Ruben and then other, other guy. And then there were two key witnesses, both of which uh, one died before testifying and then the other one died something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> this, everything like just that. went wrong, like with his case. <laughs> Wasn't there another woman they went to her house at one point and she just basically said, I'm not going to say nothing on trial if I go or. They kept begging her to go, and she kept just saying, "No, I can't remember exactly what happened, though." Yeah, she, she's. Uh, it was her husband that died. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, and then oh, and then the other one that died was actually a detective that was working for the prosecutor. Ah, and, okay. And uh, they went they went to his house looking for you know notes and stuff like that, and I think it was his notes that actually uh, helped them. They made their careers on my case. What are you talking about? I'm talking about lawyers, prosecutors, judges who have moved up the ladder on my block back. We don't even know what enemies we have out there in the state. We got to take it out of New Jersey and we got to take it to the federal court. Ruben, if you go into federal court with new evidence that hasn't been heard in the state court, the judge is going to throw it out, okay? That is the law. Then we transcend the law. We, we, We get back to humanity. You said it yourself. You said if we take the new evidence before the federal judge, he's got to look at it before he throws it out, right? I believe that once he looks at it, he will have seen the truth. Having seen the truth, he can't turn his back on me. And what if you're wrong and he does turn away? Then what? Then you throw out all this evidence that everyone's fought so hard to get. And you know what, Ruben? 
You will never be able to mention it in a court of law again. It is finished. It's erased. It's as if it never happened. This evidence is the key to getting you out of here, and you'll be throwing it away, Reuben, when in a few more years... I don't have can... a few more years, Myron! Myron, we're never gonna get anything there. We have to go federal. You can't take the risk of going me. federal with this. Listen to me. I'm 50 years old. I've been locked up for 30 years. For Reuben's case, uh, this, um, this new team of Canadians helping him out, they, uh, I guess... What we learned is that if they go to the federal judge with new evidence that the the judge can overlook it and then thus losing, you know, this all uh, new evidence. Uh, so mm -hmm. what do you think of that scene with this new judge, this federal judge that ultimately does hear them out, you know, and because there's a little bit of tension with the, from the prosecution. What's the word where they're kind of like overstepping, you know, like Philadelphia, they're like uh, going over their heads and going straight to federal I, I think they use the word too. Uh, it, starts, it starts with a C or something, but uh, but basically, yeah, they're just like <sighs> you know we're gonna skip over the Philadelphia state courts and we're going straight to, to federal. Um, did did you see that coming? Like I, I don't know. I guess you kind of. But did <laughs> yeah. you have any any kind of like reservations? Like maybe this guy would screw them over. Yeah, the movie did get me. I thought it was gonna be him being like, "Oh fuck y'all, I'm not doing this." And I was wondering too if I'll see if you remember that, the judge that's at the end. Is that the same judge he was with at, at the first case or the first time he got locked up? I don't believe so, just because oh, okay. this is the Supreme uh, Supreme Court judge or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was he thinking is, it was the same guy. I I, I don't think so, um, because yeah, because before it was just uh, uh, Philadelphia, right? Because mm -hmm. wait, is that right? Is it Philadelphia, New Jersey? Uh, New Jersey. Oh, I keep okay. saying Philly. Well, Denzel was in the movie Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. So oh, yeah. my, my bad. New Jersey is New Jersey. Uh, mm -hmm. It's Patterson. Maybe that's why it uh, starts with a P. But anyway, um, also, I feel if if he was a judge from previously, he'd be like, I, I've gone through this. You know, why, why are you guys here yeah. you know, in the uh, Supreme Court? You know, that's why I thought he was acting like that at first because I was thinking it was the same judge, but I'm probably just tripping. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, they, they really got you too because Lisa, she was like, oh, he's going to rule against Ruben. That's, that, that was the thing, though. When she said that, that's when I was like, oh, now he's not going to do it because now they're saying it to try and trick you. I was like, oh, nah, now he's going to be with him. So when yeah. she said that, I, I was like, oh, okay, they, they good. <laughs> um, what do you think about Denzel's performance in this? Uh, I think he did win a, a Golden Globe for a Best Actor and nominated uh, at the Academy Awards. Yeah, I was wondering about that. He did a damn good job in the flick. I was wondering if he got any awards for it at all. Uh, Golden Globes, best performance by actor in a motion picture. So he did get that. And yeah, okay. it was only a nomination at the Academy Awards. Nah. Yeah, I'm glad he got something for it. Cause he did do good. Like I said, he's the best part of this movie. Any scene with him in it, I was like entertained, engaged, yeah. and all that. That's the same. Anytime he went on camera, it was like, oh. But then when he came back, it was like, hey, there you go. So, <laughs> What would you think about the relationship between him and his wife? Oh, shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> she kind of came and went real quick out the movie, it seemed like. You're right, because it, it is kind of interesting that they even introduced her. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe they felt that that was important, but that's it was kind of unnecessary because we got a flashback mm -hmm. of a young Denzel straight out of the army, and then he meets his uh, his wife. But I think it does show, you know, even that struggle, uh, that part of him as well, where she was ride or die with him, right? Yeah. You know, all the way, and at even at one point, he's just like, "No, I'm." I think he calls himself the weight around her neck or something. Basically, he's trying to break it off because he doesn't want her waiting on him. Like mm -hmm. he 
he thinks it's over, you know, for them. Yeah, that's around the time he's about to. That's around the time, like in the '80s, right, when he finally did that. Yeah, I think he was yeah. at least he looked older in that scene. Because this is right before you know he even meets these other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what would you think about Lesra and the Canadians? Oh, <laughs> I like Lesra a lot, of, except for the girl. It seemed like the two guys really didn't do a whole lot. They were kind of just there most of the time. It seemed. Cause I know I recognize the one guy. Well, I recognize all of them from different stuff. But, yeah, um, Leave Schreiber. I, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say Sabretooth. I'm glad you knew the actual oh, name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Sabretooth and the other guy I know from the Spartacus TV show. He was also in uh, The Mummy. He was The, the Mummy. That's yeah, right. It's been so long since I've seen those. <laughs> I think the girl, I, mean, I know her from Highlander 3. You ever see Highlander 3? I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> hey, come on. There's movies that you haven't seen either. <laughs> That's true. We, we doing one next week. I ain't telling you what it is, though. Okay. It's a big one. All right. <laughs> it ain't Back to the Future, though. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, you and PJ both seen Back to the Future? I have. I own them. PJ, I'm not sure. Oh, wow. Well, I'm just showing PJ Star Wars for the first time, so it's a whole lot he ain't seen. There you go. Those are uh, entertaining as well. Uh, not to him, but... Right. <laughs> What uh, what else about this movie here? I mean, obviously it's a you know biopic. We talked about the case and like mm-hmm. kind of just how everything was just seemed to be falling apart. Would you like recommend this to to anybody? Like it's it's very formulaic, right? With with the biopic, yeah. you know, it's uh, they dramatize everything. It's very you know you really root for him um, being in prison for twenty years and just seeing his struggle. Um, yeah, everything that he's gone through, and it is a very stand up and cheer moment at the very end. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie. Every time I watch this movie, I cry at the end. Oh really? Denzel, man, he, he <laughs> he's killing it. It's a, it's a great performance from Denzel. I think I I feel like this is a must see. Like, what do you think? You think like I mean, would you say like, hey, that's one of the better better ones I've seen? Or I definitely, I, yeah, I, I liked it. I did. I do think you should check it, out, especially if you if, if you're a Denzel fan, you should definitely check it out. You know, if you like these type of biography movies, you should definitely check it out. Hell, if you're a boxing fan, I think you should check it out. Because I love boxing, and I didn't know this whole story. I knew about the hurricane, but I didn't know the whole thing about it. I just knew he was locked up and then let go 20 years later. Yeah. But I didn't know all these details about it. But I definitely think you should check it out. And I just remember, too, I actually saw another Denzel movie. I just watched American Gangster like a month ago oh, yeah. for the first yeah. time. Oh, that's, I a think good that, one. that's a good-ass soundtrack, too. I love that soundtrack, man. <laughs> yeah, J- love the Jay Z album that's uh-huh. based on it too. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, that that problem or that movie had the same type of issue. It wasn't a problem, but it's just the same type of thing. Now I think about it, where it's like the Denzel scenes, I loved them, but then when it went to the cop scenes, it kind of was like down just slightly. So it's almost the same thing with this movie. When Denzel's not on the screen, I lose slight attention, but I still yeah. like it though. It's like he elevates it. Yeah. This movie is like really, um, you know, I, I own this. Uh, it's definitely worth watching, but gosh, I don't know if it was because of the review, uh, you know, for this, for our review, but I did mm-hmm. feel the length, man. It, it is a long yeah. movie. Um, I'm trying to think like what, I don't know, maybe shorten up all the scenes with like Denzel talking to himself. Cause there's a lot of those. There are, yeah. And then the uh, the writing back and forth between him and Lesra, you know, I guess there's a lot of those too, but you really see the relationship there. It's it's a lot of great moments. I guess it's, mm-hmm. I, I guess the editor, you know, probably had a really tough job. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of stuff they cut out. Oh, I yeah. mean, just Lesra himself, you know, because Denzel or Ruben cut off that side of the family, we never see his son. You know, he does uh, at least have uh, have the one, right? The only time I remember, they showed his kid, there was a, like a scene where they were throwing rocks through his windows or something. 
And they yeah, did show the right. kid in that scene. That was it, though. <laughs> so that's, uh, as far as we know from the movie, he did have the one kid. And so having Lesra in here, it was like having a surrogate child. You know, the the one the first time Lesra goes to see him in the in the prison, and then like there's a photographer. He's like, "Hey, hey Mr. Carter, you you want a picture with your son?" You know, <laughs> so it was an awkward ass picture, but you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of you know it was it was a nice moment. You know, so there's nothing to take there. What what am I? It's in the very same scene, but one of my other like favorite lines is when. Uh, Ruben asked Lesra, hey, what's with these uh, Canadians? You know, did they just uh, <laughs> pick a brother up and, you know, move him to Canada? Or it is, I, I jacked up the line, but it was it was really funny too. Oh, yeah. So one of the things I do on the show, I don't do like a rating or anything like that, but I pull up like the IMDB and also the Rotten Tomatoes. And we just kind of like, you know, discuss uh, how we feel uh, about the scores and see where would we actually put it. Okay. So on IMDb, it is currently rated uh, 7.6, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it fresh at an 83%. Man, that's, mm-hmm. actually, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. So the critics do, uh, yeah, they, they like this movie. Uh, so where would you lean? Like, I mean, that's not too far far apart, really, like 7.6 and 83%. Mm-hmm. I'm try- I was trying to think, I know on our show, we do everything out of 10 on ours. I'm trying to decide, for me, it'd be between like a, a 6 and a 7. I think I probably would go to a 7. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, so you're probably closer to the IMDb. I yeah, I do really uh, enjoy this movie. Um, the DVD that I I bought is actually a, like a four pack of Denzel movies, including American Gangster. That's what PJ has too. Yeah, Inside Man and stuff. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I honestly, um, I already own Inside Man and and American Gangster. I, oh, that fourth one was Bone Collector. That also came out in '99. So Denzel was having a hell of a year. Yeah, um, that's with Angelina Jolie, but. That for me, I did rewatch um, uh, the Bone Collector, and it wasn't as good as I remembered it. And I think some people do think that's one of his better movies. But the dude's mm. like in bed for almost the entire movie. He's like, "Oh, yeah. I know that my grandma likes that movie. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen parts of that. That's right. He doesn't do anything. That. He's in bed the whole yeah. time. <laughs> you know. So I was just like, it's really Angelina Jolie's movie. And he's like talking to her like over the phone or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah, bought I that four that. pack specifically for the Hurricane. You know, oh, okay. it, it was harder to buy on its own. Uh, but yeah, I think this is uh, worth a watch. Uh, just, you know, it takes place from early 60s to mid, mid 80s, I feel. It's still the topics and the themes and, and all of the uh, social injustice is still relevant till this day. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, originally planned to do this for MLK. But yeah, if anyone's missed it, definitely watch it. Um, yeah, we you know we kind of spoiled some things, but if you're watching a biopic, you, you know he was gonna he was gonna anyway. win. He was gonna win. Yeah. yeah, but just watch it how it folds and unfolds. Like there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that you know, and you know, I'm sure some of the things that were changed, but it's still a very interesting story nonetheless. But Brad, I want to thank you again for you know coming on the show. I'm, I'm glad you did like it. You know, the last thing I wanted is to have you come on, <laughs> waste two and a half hours of your time, oh, yeah. and you're like, you know, it's I, right. you know, that shit sucked, man. <laughs> yeah, like, how dare you? I'm not coming back on again. Uh, <laughs> I got a question for you though, real quick. Yeah, what's your favorite boxing movie? Do you have one? Favorite boxing movie? Oh gosh, um, on the spot, that's tough. Uh, the the one that pops up into my head is Creed. I've never seen Creed yet. I, I love Creed, I man. Kid- I, did you watch Thor Ragnarok? I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> okay, because Tessa Thompson, she's she was in the um, in Creed as well, and she did a really oh, good job. Okay. She was she was also in Selma. Oh, have I seen that? 
Ain't that the Emma, the that's the MLK like, movie? Yep. Yeah, okay, yeah, I have it seen is. that one. Yeah, yeah, she's in. I forgot who she plays, but um, she's also in there. Well, one of my you know favorite new, uh, newer actresses. Anyway, she's you know she's done some stuff, but uh, oh, okay. Creed, I, I loved. I, I went. I think I watched it twice in the theater. Oh shit. Uh, my co-host over at Original Remake, we, uh, I was a guest on his show, and what uh, he did on uh, it was War Machine versus War Horse, whatever the new release is, they do like two pairings, uh, um, two other movies that you know have like a similar theme to what that new release is. Mm-hmm. So for Creed, we focused on Apollo Creed by doing uh, Rocky two and three, and uh, but anyway, he grew up not really a Rocky fan. Mm-hmm. And he said after watching Creed, he gets it now. He gets it why people love Rocky. Because oh, yeah. it, it is the same story, essentially, but it's just updated, you know. So, you, you know, you got, like, a bunch of Philadelphia rappers, like, uh, who's that cat that used to date uh, Nicki Minaj? Oh, Meek Mill. Yeah. they You know, some of his tracks are in there, but they got a bunch <laughs> of, like, Philly artists, you know, on the soundtrack. But it's good. Check out Creed for sure. Um, okay. What's yours? Off the top of my head, uh, Rage and Bull. I love that movie. Okay, I've seen it just the one time, and I remember liking it. Oh you know? yeah. So, um, boxing, I I feel a lot of them are pretty good. I I enjoy mm-hmm. all the Rocky movies. Um, I gotta see all there? of them. I've, there's a few of them I haven't seen. I thought Southpaw was good too. I I saw that in the theater. I did like that one, but I, I saw it with my brother, and he was like, "Man, this is a depressing ass movie." <laughs> That's the first it, thing. It starts he said. off depressing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here's the funny thing: like uh, Southpaw came out, and not too long after, it might have been the same year, Creed comes out, and I go, mm-hmm. "Southpaw who?" Yeah. I was like, Creed, I, I don't want to overhype Creed, but I, I do love that movie. This is a good ass uh, movie. I, it's for you. I've heard a lot of people say. I know people that love Southpaw, and when Creed came out, it was like. You know, throw the DVD over your yeah. shoulder, like fuck that movie now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, hey, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal did a really good job, but then I watched Creed. I don't know. I I think I just like the story more, mm-hmm. you know. And Michael B. Jordan is also one of my favorite uh, actors, oh, yeah. you know. So, uh, but that's that. That's all. You hype for Creed there. too? You know, I don't. I don't know if there's much out on that right now, but you know, I'm definitely gonna watch it for sure. I, I think it says will be like Drago's son or something like that. Ivan Drago's I, kid. I, I, I felt like that was a speculation because that's kind of oh, like, okay. I guess my comment to that is just like that, how you, you can come up with something more original. Like, yeah. Like you, you really got to go back and like pull out another kid. Like what, what about uh, Thunder Lips, you know, Hulk Hogan or, oh, you know, like, or Mr. T, you, you want to pull out one of those guys? Like, Jesus, you know, just, just have Hulk Hogan come back like now. Just <laughs> right, right. Just yeah. Just, 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 his ass just bring him back. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely looking uh, forward to that uh, when that finishes up. So ho- hopefully, um, gosh, what is his name? The the director. That's it. Uh, fuck, Dennis. Is that it? No, no, that's that's not right. No, uh, something Kugler, Co- Ryan Kugler. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Ryan Kugler. So it, we'll we'll see if he returns. If he does, you know, I'll, I'll be just as excited. But we will see this very same pairing in Black Panther coming out very soon. That's so. true. Yeah. How hype are you for that one? Oh, pretty hype. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go watch it the Thursday night, as I usually do. Yeah. But uh, one more time again, um, tell listeners where they can find you guys' show. Uh, I know you didn't want to tease that upcoming episode, but why don't you tell them (laughs) what episode to check out if it's going to be their very first one? Oh, that's tough. I get asked that all the time, too. But um, but I'll tell you first. You can follow us on Twitter at HVH Podcast, capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase odd cast. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash HVH Podcast. 
Follow us on Instagram, Home Video Hustle Podcast, and follow us on YouTube because every every Wednesday we pick that Friday's movie out of bag randomly. Well, PJ picks it out randomly, and that's what we do. So if you want to know what we do on Friday, you got to watch the video on Wednesday. And you got to find all the episodes on homevideohustle.podbean.com, or you can use any podcatcher app. We own almost all of them. You can listen to the episodes on YouTube, too, so ain't no reason why you can't listen because we all over the place. Yeah, and if I had to pick one episode for you to start on, I think Tales from the Hood is a good one. Yeah, because that's you'll 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 hear pretty much us on that one. Like, <laughs> no yeah. real filter. You guys share some um, personal uh, personal stories as well. So I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was the reason why I brought that up initially. So yeah, there you go, Tales from the Hood. Check that one out. Um, I want to see that again for sure, man. You guys talking about oh, it? Yo, I love definitely that movie. brought the creeps out, and you know, I I I, I think. I, I can picture that Will Smith doll you was talking about. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody Everybody talks smack about it. I'm like, that doll looks just like Will Smith. I don't care what nobody say. The, the funny thing is, I'm sure nobody looked it up. You know, they're just kind of going off by what you said. So you need to post mm-hmm. that picture, you know, and they'll be like, okay, yeah, I see, I see it now. Oh, yeah. I watched that movie with my grandmother not too long ago. And when I, like, the, that was the joke. Because when I watched it with her and I said it, she cracks up every time. So I'm like, you know, it looked like it because you crack up every time I say that. Yeah. She's trying to hide. So, uh, but for me, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podstalgic. Um, I, I, I'd like to say I'm pretty active on Twitter too. So if you guys want to, uh, you know, holler at me there, uh, continue the conversation. If you guys, uh, have a few minutes, please, uh, consider leaving an iTunes review. You know, if you guys check out Home Video Hustle, do the same thing for them. That really help us out, the oh, independent yeah. podcasters. Um, but yeah, I want to thank everybody, you know, for your guys' continued support. Uh, a few more months, I'll be reaching my fourth year as a podcaster. Hey. You know, so yeah, for those that uh, have been listening for a long time, you know, you guys gone through different stages with me. You know, <laughs> I started out as a hydrate level four. Now I'm podstalgic. So uh, yeah, I just want to give you guys all all thank yous. But also for the ones that have left me uh, a review on iTunes, you know, in the past year, I'll definitely get to those eventually. But uh, I'll do it. So. Thank you guys again for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.